0: Welcome back to episode cut around cut of lay VOTP the voice of the people that podcast about sense no sense and not sense here I've got the stuff and you can too if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen so talking fast because I have a bunch of episodes to catch up on so let's get down into the thick of it with again Reliant K album the bird and the B sides. Here is the list. Where do we go? Where do I go from here? Question mark. The scene and heard. At least we made it this far. The last, the lost, the least. The lining is silver. There was no thief. No reaction. Curl up and die. You'll always be my best friend. There was another time in my life. Beamin. I just want to know you. Be your man. Be as in the animal. Double E. Up and up acoustic, what's all been done before, the vinyl countdown for the band, nothing without you, a penny loafer saved is a penny loafer earned, Five Iron Frenzy is either dead or dying, and then also the Sky, the Ska version of that, Who I Am Hate to Have Been, acoustic, Here I Go, demo version, the stenographer demo version, and Jefferson Aeroplane demo version, and I feel my voice is cracking, because I'm talking a lot. Water time. Okay, so... Like the... Wait, one second. One second, let me get my... Let me get my thoughts on this one. So like the last album, Forget and Not Slow Down, this is another album where (sighs) I think there's some good stuff and some okay stuff and then some, some stuff that I'll just skip. So... I love At Least We Made It This Far, I love There Was No Thief, Curl Up And Die, You'll Always Be My Best Friend, Up And Up Is Always Good, For The Band Is A Fun One. I do, even though the song is kind of silly and stupid, I do like the ska version of Five Iron Frenzy Is Either Dead Or Dying. It just shows that they could do different types of songs. You know, they could do the normal version. They could do a different version. Um, Here I Go is good. The Stenographer is good. Jefferson Airplane is good. There's a lot of good stuff here. However, this is a long album. They have 25 songs on here. There's a few on here that are less than a minute or about a minute. So, kind of remove those. So maybe 20 songs, but it's still a long album. I think if they... Fine-tuned this album, and they took out some of the extra stuff... I think it could be a more compelling album. I really do. It's... It's one of those things where you get a you get a band and they put together an album and they try to give you a big album like a like they want to please their fans and they, so they go above and beyond but by doing that I feel sometimes it hurts it hurts the main cause because you're going for quantity instead of quality However, I'm not a band member, so perhaps my favorites are not the band's favorites, so... Maybe some of the songs that aren't mine, or that aren't appealing to me, are really appealing to them. So, you never know. I just think that this could have been a better album. I like what they're trying to do. Again, I like their lyrics. I could see why they're... I don't know if they're mainly a Christian band, but... You kind of get the idea that these guys are on, like, a certain side of the street. And, you know, they're not doing the... They're not going, like, full punk rock or rule-breaking and that kind of stuff. You know, they seem to be, like, clean-cut, nice guys and going for that image, and I think you could tell by their music, I mean the way that they, the topics that they talk about, and like maybe the word for it is innocent innocent but fun innocent but fun so if they condense this down a little bit I feel they would have had a killer album here, but with the extras, mm, I don't know. I gotta... This one probably is not one of my favorites, but it's not a lost cause. It is not a lost cause. And now let's get to my friend's topic list, which is Broadway musicals. Boy, this is this is something that that I could talk about for a long period of time, because this is something that... I have two brothers, and of course my mom. And I think all together we went to one or two shows as a family. I think they were The Wedding Singer. Oh no, three, three, three. The Wedding Singer, Wicked, and Phantom of the Opera. Two in New York, one in Connecticut. And that was it for, like, family, family time. And then the rest, I have a lot of fun going either solo with a friend or with my mom. My mom is kind of like my Broadway partner. And we've seen quite the number of shows. Uh, She's not the only one I go with, but I would say... She is the one that I have the most experiences with, and if you have not experienced live theater, you are missing out on something. You truly are. I know people like movies, they like their shows, but those are recorded, and they have do-overs. These shows are one-and-dones. One-and-dones. So, Whether they have two shows in a day or one show in a day, each show is special. Now, I mentioned that me and my brothers, for my mom's birthday, we put together a Broadway Disney room for her. So I'll talk about those musicals that we saw. Or those that we incorporated within her room. Which was Phantom of the Opera. Which has one of the most amazing albums. The score. The lyrics. It's its so memorable. Especially for me. Because I think it was the first Broadway show I saw. So it sticks with you. It stays. It's and of course it's one of the I think it's the longest running Broadway play and you only get that by having an amazing amazing music an amazing story uh, next up was Wicked I like Wicked I, in all these I have the albums too so I've listened to these albums I know what I'm talking about um, in the sense of my interest you might not like it, but I do. But uh, Wicked, I listened to quite a bit after we went to go see the show. I think it's super creative. The set, that dragon—I think on top. I could be getting it. I could be getting that wrong. I'm trying to remember the set, but uh, her singing def- um, "Defying Defying Gravity" or "Denim." I think it's Defying Gravity, yeah. Um, That is a crazy song, and one hell of a way to go into intermission. It is one hell of... uh, I mean, you gotta be one hell of a singer. You gotta have one hell of a voice and a throat and the body to pump that out. Um, The rest of the songs are really good, too. They're fun, they're catchy... I, I guess my only issue with this show is I'm not a huge Wizard of Oz fan, so knowing it's connected to that, I don't really. I get the gist of the entire story, but I don't really know where they're fully going with it. And I'll just st- I'll just stick with that for now. Um, the next show is. Finding Neverland, I absolutely love this show, the music is amazing, I love the way it's it's an alternative version of Peter Pan, a different perspective of the story, and I love the way that hook was represented, and of course, represented by Kelsey Grammer, who is by far one of the best character actors out there. Man, it I love this. Um I wouldn't say I'm a huge Peter F- Peter Pan fan of the Disney version, but I've seen Finding Neverland, which is another alternative version of it, and that was amazing. And then seeing Finding Neverland on Broadway and seeing how they worked it on stage, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And the songs are really good. It really grabs your heart. It really does. The One of the shows we put up in my mom's room is a drama, it's, it's not really a musical, so I won't talk about that, but the name of it is Seminar, which was incredible, R.I.P. Ellen Rickman, it was an unbelievable experience. The final one I will talk about is an absolute shame, it is not on Broadway anymore, due to some idiotic nonsense the comet of the great comet of 1814 i believe i could be getting that date wrong but this was the best broadway experience i've ever had because it was so unique absolutely unique after seeing so many shows and then you go to a show that is so different from the setup to the arrangement of characters to the placement of characters to the story to the sound to the blend of genres it was absolutely incredible the interaction between the audience and the actual characters on stage it pretty much was a show where in my eyes there was no audience the entire place was the show and if you want to hear a really cool album oh, i'm forgetting his name i'm forgetting his name i've i've seen this guy the guy who did all the music i've i've seen him solo uh i can't remember i can't remember his name but how he built the songs and how they came out it's just amazing and then we saw it with josh groban and obviously he's gonna elevate any show um but it wasn't just about him the rest of the cast was incredible absolutely incredible And shout out to the girl that gave me one of the little notes, one of the little love notes in the show, and shout out to the guy who took my mom's hand and gave her a kiss on the hand. It made her day, and my mom always said that she wanted to be up on stage, and our seats were on stage, um, where the... Where all the uh, cast members were uh, intertwining, like in and out, like going through all these different pathways. And it was just such an experience. And it's sad. It's so sad that this is not on Broadway anymore because this had the chance of longevity. This truly had that chance. It had everything going for it from a crazy, unique, diverse cast to amazing music to a set that I've yet to see anywhere else. And, like I said before, one of the only shows where it felt the entire place was incorporated in the show. So go check out those albums those shows let me just recap Phantom of the Opera Wicked Seminar if you could check it out maybe you could hear like an audio version but it's not musical Finding Neverland and the Great Comet of 1812 hopefully I'm getting that right and this has been episode current cut of Le VOTP